pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. What's going on? This is David Tyree. Welcome back to Catching the Podcast. Live in there for another dope episode. Today I got my friend Michael Bapis. Is it Bapis? Bapis? Bapis. Bapis. <laughs> Today I got my friend Michael Bapis. I want to clear that away. Um, but Mike, been kicking it for a long time. Lots of lunches in the city. Um, just talking about how we can help athletes um, going through this financial world. So managing director, Rockefeller Capital Management. But before we get into the resume, before we get into some of your journey, where were you when you saw the helmet catch? What was your thoughts? <laughs> you know, you native to the area. So, yeah. like, what was going on? Any memories from that time? Yeah, I remember where I was. I was at uh, one of my friend's houses in the city. We uh, He was throwing a, throwing a Super Bowl party. And, no doubt. of course, everybody in New York really hates New England <laughs> and anything Boston-related with a passion. So, everybody was pretty into the game. And, and yeah. next thing we know, we, we you know, people are getting a little concerned it was a little, little yeah, tight Randy there for Moss, a moment. Just, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And uh, once once it happened, everyone had a little hope, and <laughs> then, then we went in the right direction. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Were you in the city? Were you in Long Island? Were, 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 I was in the city. You was in the city? Yeah. I saw, you know, like, the only thing I was ever thinking about is what does it look like in New York City right now? Of course, we're still in Arizona. Yeah. But was it just, did y'all eventually get a glimpse of out, outdoors and folks oh, yeah. are like? Yeah, everyone was going, that, everyone was into it. Everyone was having fun. <laughs> Everyone was out in the streets. The bars were all crowded, so it was a fun time. Oh, that's, that's, anytime, look, anytime New York sports teams do well, yeah. the city just is vibrant. Yeah. Mean, and, and if it's something that is as unique as that catch and how it all went down and how it all happened, you beat Tom Brady, you, Tag you, know, right. you, you take, take down the, the probably the greatest team in the history of the NFL – Twice. <laughs> no doubt. But on that one, it was, no uh, it was extra special. I no, think, that was I think extra people special. were into it. And, and uh, New York thrives on, on good sports teams. No, no doubt. And it's been a real drought. It's been, <laughs> <laughs> it has. It's it been has. a real drought. It I ain't going to go too far into that. But, um, <laughs> but now, like, like I said, we connected, um, you know, good mutual friend of ours, Jack Brewer, who's, man, just, just a dynamic former player. Has always been in this finance space, transitioning out of the former. And we actually threw an MBA program, got a chance to spend some time in Rockefeller Capital Management, where you're the managing director. So, you know, I mean, obviously, anytime someone hears the name Rockefeller, that's kind of this the story of the story of America. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> like it's true. really crazy. It's true. Um, but just kind of putting that point the needle at you a little bit. How do you arrive in this space? You know, like, this is New York City. This is the capital of, of finance. What was your journey toward this space? A lot of dogs in the water in the financial space, but obviously there's a lot of room. What was your journey toward it? And what, you know, what what wanted, allowed you to kind of hone in on, I really want to work in the markets, help people, and find, you know, um, use my expertise. What was the draw? Yeah, look, I, I think there's so many, there's so many pieces of the journey over, over the years. Yeah. Um, but I was always into numbers. I was always into math. I liked dealing with markets, dealing with even capital markets, the, the supply demand, what what, yeah. what makes all that go. And then, you know, I just, I think if you're going to do something and be at the top of the game, you may as well do it in the hardest place and the best place to do it. And so, New York, you know, New York, there's no place like New York. <laughs> uh, there's no place 
People don't understand. Like I, I mean, like, it's obviously, I tell people, it's, it's a lot of other places that you can go and be successful, especially yeah. now in today's, you know, today's world. But it's not any place else that you can go. And if you can be successful, you 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 top of the dog. Yeah, like you, it's true. you and it takes it's true. without losing without losing your mind, you gotta yeah. be a special guy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you always gotta stay grounded, but you know, in New York there's 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 you know, if you're not at the top of your game, you're gonna get eaten up. Boom, and boom, it's, it, boom. It, can, it can hit you like that. You know, I think I think being you, you mentioned Rockefeller earlier, but uh just to just to tie it all together with how we first met through sure. through uh NBA program at the that, time. that NBA program, I mean I give Jack a lot of credit where where he started it, and um, he he came to me, and I, I thought it was just an amazing idea. I mean, sure. I mean, for for former players to go back, get an executive MBA, you know, we we talk about it all the time, but I, I think it's really worth noting, as even if you are the most successful at your position at your sport, you're still thirty five to forty. <laughs> Man, you talking about you've done it the best ever yeah. if you're 35. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, for the majority of the people that are 25 to 35. There you go. I kind of had ma have made it a passion of mine now, or it's become a passion to help athletes on their second career. Sure. And I, and I think, you know, save the money. There's so many bad stories. I, I really don't think we should even get into it. But uh, <laughs> It's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> I, I, uh, I got my own story. Trust uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we've spoken about it many times. But I think the most important thing is 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 – Finding someone you trust and and has done it, and, that's good. That's and it can't be the they can't be making their first million when you make your first million. And has done it, man. Yeah. I hope I hope everybody got that wrong. You know, <laughs> find somebody you trust. It has done it. That's yeah. that's the credibility piece. Yeah. That and I'm gonna tell you, you know, like I would share share, you know, because athletes are kind of like the metaphor for the human experience, right? The height, the pinnacle. Yep. Um, there's so much satisfaction, but. There's just so much that people don't know. Like money is a, I tell the way I say it was money's a language. So if you don't speak Spanish, true, right? Like, and if, there's no reason to know about money if you don't know the language yeah. of money. <laughs> and if you don't know personal finances, there, you, you can't get, get through anything, you know. And I, I, and I think that's some of the classes that we were talking to uh, when when you guys would come in. Absolutely. From the, you know, we would talk about personal finance one on one. Let's start with let's start with taxes. Let's start with this is your money you're making. Let's start with this is your budget. And and you can't be embarrassed to say, I don't know. Because you're, you're spending from the time you're five years old till the time, let's say, you get drafted. And everyone, everywhere in between, all you're focusing on is one thing. And it's yeah. that sport. You may That's play a couple it. sports in high school. Yep. But once you get past that, it's one sport. And and, and so there's, a, there's not a lot of time to do anything else. Yeah. Because there's training. And then there's on-field. There's off-field. There's film. There's, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't need to tell you, but... There's, there's not a lot of time to do anything else. And yep. that's, that's where a trusted advisor comes in. But at the same time, your education during that process as an athlete is probably one of the, the most important things. Huge. While you're playing. You know, and obviously, yeah. you know, like I said, we're going to have some athletes check yeah. in. But while you're playing. So I can imagine there's, there's, there's some similarities. That's how it's, you know, being a student athlete is, is a whole other monster. Like, I give so many kudos to these guys because um, in college, of course, you have two focus. In the NFL, you have a job. Yeah, like, yeah. and the competition is plowing in, yeah. right? And it's not competition. It's literally the waiver wires on your behind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So Especially if you're at the top of your game. 100%. Everyone's trying to bring you down. For you, when you think about, that, I, I look at it like, man, there's so many people that want to be in these spaces, working with athletes, gaining yeah. credibility. 
okay, what was in your temperament DNA, and you know, like what you know was what was a part of your formative experience? Was there some athletics involved? You know, was yeah. parents? What was the formative process that says I'm going to rise to the pinnacle to not just be a guy that's doing this, but to be that guy to the point where Rockefeller, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? You don't yeah. just arrive yeah. like that's that's hundreds of years of vetted experience. Yeah. To, to, to be able to assume. They get a chance to choose, I'd imagine, Look, from I, some, some I think unique everything, everything in this world starts with the family foundation. I mean, my parents mm-hmm. were, you know, always around for us. Uh, my, That's great to hear. We came from, you know, middle-class family. We had what we needed, but we, it was nothing. Yeah. It was, you know, I, we got the one pair of basketball shoes a year, so we could, Come on, bro. So we could wear them, and it was the biggest <gasps> day of our lives that, that Those year. Those were good old days. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I got seven kids, yeah. so trust me, they yeah. ain't got all the shoes, but they got multiple shoes. Yeah. But, you know, I started with my parents, they, you know, the education that, that they gave me, and then I, I grew up playing sports my whole life. I played yeah. Division One golf, and then I ended up going to Greece to play basketball for, for a short period of time. Yeah, little, little, little okay, hoops, what, what position? Point guard. Okay, dog. Playmaker. Okay. In Greece, they call it playmaker. Okay, man. Let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have so, a crossover back then? That was all I had. They call me, they, they call me the, the, the Rod Strickland of Greece. Okay, let's they, go. Eddie said Rod Strickland. <laughs> we're getting back to the glory days yeah. right there. Yeah. So, no, that's uh, super dope. So you had yeah. some of the athletes. So and then I ended up going to, to school with, uh, I went to the University of Utah. And at that time, uh, those guys had a really good run. Uh, nice. A bunch of them went to the NBA. So... You know, I was always around sports. I was I was working with them on the playing summer league with them. I was we were you know running around, and uh, I just I kind of ultimately grew up with them. And then when yeah. I decided to, I I, went, I spent one year running Jim Flick's golf schools in 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 Phoenix and elsewhere. Uh, he was one of the top teachers at the time. Yeah, and uh, I I got an internship in New York uh, at Morgan Stanley. I had a really good career at Morgan Stanley for ten years. Nice. Um, and I think that's where I started to learn the foundation. But again, it just it just comes with um, in the sports entertainment space. It can't be a jock sniffer. It can't be. It can't <laughs> you be you know, guys come in just they just want to be around people that, that just because they're they're Genuine. athletes or just because they're famous. It's got to be you know you got to connect with them in a way that I don't know. If I just connect with people. I mean that's probably one of my yeah. best talents. You have the same talent. I mean, yeah. When you walk in the room, it lights it up. Yeah. And so. You know, well, I it, think that helps in, in managing it and also in creating relationships. It's fantastic. I mean, I think we understand, you know, it, it boils down to the relationship, the authenticity piece. Yeah. What was the point of, like, let's call it breakthrough, right? Like, you know, when you think about paving a pathway to find success, find your way in the world, what was a breakthrough moment for you, whether it's as a young professional where he's like, oh, you know, I'm here or this is it or this was a door that – you, you you almost didn't even anticipate. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I was lucky enough to have some really good mentors that's along great. the way, three or four people that that when I was uh, going through hard times and and trying to understand the business, trying to learn the business, yeah. they were very helpful to me in, in big positions. Um, you need people. You need people like that, and and you know, ultimately, two thousand and eight was was probably the toughest years of my life. I had two little girls. Uh, you know, it was. Stanley was no one knew if it was going to be solvent the next day and yeah ended up starting our own business through a platform uh and those three or four years were very difficult I mean it was like paycheck to paycheck it was it was trying to raise a family trying to work trying to do all that and I I think you know life and God brings things to your way sure for reasons and and it just makes you stronger and it's funny I was just 
before I got here, I was texting with my daughter, and she struggled on one of her tests. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I kind of, they kind of laughed because I drive them crazy with this. But, you know, <laughs> failure breeds success. And, Come on, and man. Fail fast. You've seen that Michael Jordan quote a hundred times or a thousand times. It's probably one of the best quotes ever. You know, yeah. many, I've missed so many shots in my life. I've missed game-winning shots. But that failure is why I succeed. And I think those few years were, you know, really difficult. They're a wake-up call. Yeah. And building your own business really lets you, you know, you're, you're, you're starting at the bottom. You're starting man, from... Bro. from you you speaking in my heart right yeah. now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I tell you, I, so, I really enjoy doing even in these, you know, like yeah. said, we, we've known each other, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I've, you know, the hardest thing for an athlete and someone who has been really good at something, you know, and, and it's really difficult when you're really good when you're young because yeah. you actually expect this to last. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you 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 launch and out and from you get kicked in the teeth and you, and you come into real life. I yeah. said, listen, and so you know, finding real satisfaction. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm a full time everything. Yeah. You know, I'm full time dad, full time yeah. husband, full time yeah. business owner, Same. entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like I'm not the best. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you do suck. You know, yeah. it's just part of the deal. No, that, that's and, fantastic to hear. So that was, and I, I think I think to answer your question, that sure, where where it all came together was when. I came to Rockefeller. I mean, I think uh, wow. you know we have a we have a great leadership team. We have a, a hell of a brand. It's something that I I underestimated the power of the brand, and, mm. and, and uh, our leadership team has created a business model that works. And, and I think it's it's really you know people want to come to us now. People want to be a part of it. We we have a really solid sports entertainment division. We have. Something that, you know, it took about 10 years to build. If I, if I really tell you, you yeah. know, started this in like 10, 11, 2010, 2011. It's hard. I mean, and, and, and it's hard to gain the trust and it's hard to build a business because everyone says they're doing it. But it's... it's I've, 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 I've been... I'll no. tell you right now, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a part of those conversations. And, you know, and I think it's number one, to, to when you find, when you have to know someone to understand... I tell people, even with athletes, I was working in this, you know, player athlete development, leadership development space. I said, well, you have to learn what questions to ask to figure out whether somebody's actually credible. Right. So I, I mean, would, that's, an, that's a hugely important role. Right. For today's athletes. Oh. I, I give you major kudos for doing it because it's, it's probably the most important part of the education process is somebody that's done it, been there. And is smart enough to articulate it. Yeah, and I think good for you, man. For yeah, it was it was it was a great space to be in. Yeah. It's a bittersweet role though, yeah. because you know, in, in in the National Football League and even at now in college football, they're, they're there to play. Yeah, right. They they're yeah. not there to talk to the to the player development guy. Yeah. Focus on they're there to play. So you know, the agent is typically the first on board, and it branches out from there. You got parents more involved these days. There's so many barriers to. Yeah. Whereas here, you got this guy who's been super. So it's bittersweet because you find some guys who, who actually do respect and, and are looking to grow. Yeah. But like I said, that narrow lens of what makes them great is actually a blind spot too. Yeah. What do you see on the other side of it, right? Because, you know, there's this healthy balance of being being firm with somebody who's in this position of major influence. No one wants to lose that multi-million dollar client. 100 Right? Yeah. So how have you been able to navigate that as you built out this division and like you know, because I know what what an athlete needs. I know like once you once you get a bad one, you know what to go. Exactly. <laughs> and I've been through a few bad ones. It's it's uh, it's probably one of the most difficult 
clients to have is a bad is a bad client who won't listen. Are you willing to Are you willing to no longer represent a guy a, a client like that? Ultimately, you have to make that call, and I've had to do it a few times. But I, I just think, look, for me, it also comes down to character. Yeah, buddy, ding, 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 ding. You have to have the right people on board <laughs> and the right people's clients, and and we're lucky enough not to you know to be able to manage through that process, but. It's 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 someone you want to work with, and someone's willing to learn, willing to listen, willing sure. to understand. And at sometimes you have to be firm. Yeah. But ultimately, it's their money. Oh, one hundred percent. But I'm just trying to be a leader in their lives, on the finance and on the next phase of their life. Yeah. And I think once you build that trust, and once you get break through that, um, you're there. You, they're yours forever. You know. You you mentioned just those um you know that 2008, and I would love for you to kind of. Like, we're so distant, we're, we're in the middle of, I want to call, you know, I don't want to call this a crisis, right? But we're definitely preparing, we're in lean times, as lean as they've been since 2000, right? Right. right? So, we know it, Lehman's Brothers, I'm playing, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the National Football League at the time, so I'm not feeling it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I'm not feeling it. So, right. when you think about a hard time, and I know there's a lot more conversations about mental health, and, and um, what did that look like for you, I mean, like, you know, when you're down and out, are you quiet? Are you, you are you confiding in your wife? Are you crying in the daggone corner? I've had all kinds of moments being like, all that, yeah. you know, just from, because I think a, a strong man, you, like I said, I've known you, a, a healthy strong man projects strength at the end of the day. So even just having, being in a position of being a leader, you, you want to be strong for your family. Like, even in the midst of a hard time, no question. you, you want to be strong. And you have to be strong. And you have to be, right? Hard. It's okay to say that. It is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so that, I'm going to cry, yeah. but, but, but like, it, I'm not going to say that, oh, it was that moment. But no, what was, was a moment for you, like, you know, where it's like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Yeah. Crying. My wife yeah. is seeing me crying. I mean, I, naked I, out I, here. I try to keep it away from kids and family, but, you know, you'd wake up every morning and see what, what, what next is going to fail. Mm. And uh, I, said, I actually said to my wife, look, Something's going on with the banks. I think we, I'm going to move out of there, start our own business, try this on our own. Sure. And if it doesn't work, I'll just open a couple of restaurants because, you know, I know the service model. I know the restaurant business. So, Dang. you know. But, well, you know I should have had you as an advisor, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need you as an advisor at Tyree's table. Yeah. I got my butt kicked these last three years. <laughs> at the same time, it's, you know, I, I get, you know, I'm more quiet when I'm personal. Sure. You know, you, know, you get the tears in your eyes when you're personal, but you got to be strong for the, for the family and for the that's the role you live and for, and for your team, you know, I have a great team behind me at, yeah. at, at uh, Vios. Um, they're very supportive, you know, and you know, y- your role is to be the leader, but also, you know, their role is to support you in, in, in ways that maybe you don't expect. Sure. Uh, and, and they continue to surprise me. Um, I really, you, you, you like, like, I mean, to use a sports analogy, I really couldn't do this without the team I have in place. Mm. And with a strong team around you, a strong, you know, business team, and then also a strong family team around you, that's how you yeah. get through it. And, and, and I, you know, you, you just you just have to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And, and ultimately, it comes down to being an optimist. I mean, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. Big time. I, I, you know, eh, it's I, good I to hear wanna, that. I don't want to be around negative people. <laughs> negative people, I'm cutting them out of my life. There's that, no reason to be around them. You know, that's me as well. But, you know, I, I remember I was a kid. This, this is so funny. It's like these random moments that you remember yeah. as a kid. It was some like... I don't know. It was called polished acts where you learn like manners and stuff like that. My mom was, my mom was calling. She was forward. She actually cared, right? Like so, she was investing some time, and it was a award ceremony. I got the most optimistic. I was. I felt great. I got an award. I got a trophy. 
I'm the most the optimistic. <laughs> I didn't even know what the word meant at the time. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm like, what does that mean? I was I like, happy. I love it. But but it's my life is shaped that way. I mean, like that unwavering belief that things will be okay. And I think you can mature beyond. You know, I'm not delusional either. Like you no. saw, my favorite subject was math. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it and you not, can't be delusional at the same time, but it's the positivity that that creates opportunity. Yeah, we're talking about mindset here, yeah. right? And uh, I think it's it's those that can carry that kind of disposition that confidence that are able to persuade others, yeah. lead others. And sometimes you don't know if it's going to work out. Oh, but you, you got to believe it is. And then it eventually does. But well, people you know, know I'm a man of faith. I'm yeah. like, listen, I, I'm, I believe in God. Yeah. I said, I'm like, sometimes I don't know God is for me or against me. Yeah. I'm like, but I believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's what? I, all yeah. I can do is align my life with what I know to be true. Exactly. And continue to believe for the best. And uh, you have that, a lot of that framework. Who are the people within your industry that you have felt were like benchmarks, you know, so you talked about mentors along the way. Like, of course, you know, athletes are going to look to another athlete. Has there been someone within your industry that you've looked to is like, this dude's a savage. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. watching him. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of them. I mean, a lot of the hedge fund folks. But but uh, if, if I, you know, obviously my parents, my family um, shaped that. I would, you know. One of my strongest mentors ever was uh, Phil Purcell. He was the former CEO of Morgan Stanley. Cool. Uh, we went to the same high school. Uh, obviously, different times, but his uh, <laughs> my, my basketball coach was one of his best friends. So anyway, that's kind of how I got the opportunity. Nice. And he uh, relationship. Yeah, relationships matter more than anything in the world. He he was probably one of my strongest mentors. It's great. I had some great coaches along the way. Uh, my uncle, God rest his soul, he was he was another mentor of mine who. Was was in the finance world, yeah. um, you know, and I and I just think there's there's people along the way, and and frankly, there's clients along the way. There was one of uh, oh, that's great to hear you say that. One yeah. of my one of my first big clients was uh, uh, Peter Pappas. Uh, I'll never he, forget him. He he had PJ Mechanical, and at the time, you know, I was just I was young in the business, and and he he said, "My boy, I'm 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 going to give you." I'm going to give you the 401k. I know it's a big account for you. Yeah. I know it's probably a little out of your league, but I trust you and I, I and I want to help you. And you know, I'll never forget that. Dang, for, for, see, for the rest you of my don't life. understand. Yeah. You just need somebody to believe. And, and he listen. told me a story that he, when he first got started, there was a, there was a guy that came to him said, show up my office 6am tomorrow. He said, I want you to do this building. He says, well, I don't have the staff. He goes, I know you don't, but, I'm going to give you a shot and you're going to, you're going to do it right. And so, you're going to do it right. And that's how he started his business. You know, I, I you know, it's just people along the way that are, yeah. that are doing that. And then if you get a good client, you know, who trusts you, the satisfaction just starts to grow and it, and it becomes a, a, an effect on you. Snowball. Yeah. Listen, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, you, you, you've talked about pillars of everything that really this, this, this platform is about, you know, yeah. character, the integrity piece. What, you know, when you talk about the ugly side of finance, the ugly side of money, right? Yeah. You know, everybody quotes it. It's just good old life and reality. The love of money is the root of evil, not money itself. Yeah. What, you know, like, what's the undercurrent? Like, when you, <laughs> and you're in, like, you talk about in Shark's territory every single day. And um, in my, in my estimation, you shine bright. You've been valuable sounding board for me through the years. You know what is the problem? Like, like when you think about all for, for the for the for the three that shine bright, there's there's ten, eight to you know eight to ten that are jacking stuff up. Yeah. So if it's as simple as just being a good, is it just people suck? Look, I, I think, I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah. part of it is people. Some people suck. You know, I think some people are just not. 
you know, you, you I, I think seven, eight out of ten people are good people. The two or three that suck, blow it up know, for everybody. Up, yeah, blow it up for everybody. But at the same time, they 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 ultimately never they never get there. And I, I just feel like that's part of the optimistic part of what we're what we're talking about. And, and sure. The, and the karma part and the good people part. I mean, I think uh, the issue what you have with money and, and finances is sometimes people love their more money more than anything in the world. There more it than is. Their families more than their character more than. And and you said it earlier, but I would say the biggest issue in in, in life is is greed. greed there greed, it is. Greed just kills. You know, it's it's something that just be thankful, uh, optimistic, positive. Yeah. And then when that greed c- c- comes in, then it then it then it changes the whole world. Man, all right. So you talked about Rockefeller being a, just a, a big breakthrough moment yeah. in your career. Yeah. Like, all right. So you know, I can go back and I've watched some Andrew Carnegie History Channel yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Like the the evolution of the name, the and obviously you're talking about, um, I mean, gosh, the founding father type of, and I forget the name they used for the the Carnegies, the Rockefellers. There was a name that was uh, associated with these these guys. But anyway, um, like when you think about transforming this entire, you know, uh, was it was it oil with them? Or was it, yeah, oil. it was oil, yeah, yep. right? So the going from oil to now. Family office, wealth, all these different arms. Like, did you kind of become a historian of yeah. this family? That's a great question. And what does evolution continue to look like within yeah. Rock, Rockefeller? Look, I mean, I think it goes back to 1883. Uh, probably one of the first family offices. Uh, the one thing the family, not one, but one of the many things the family's done really well is, is taking that wealth and that reputation and, and just grew it. And, and, and yeah. uh, you know, the brand is, is strong. We still have two uh, of the Rockefellers on our board. Nice. Uh, and, Amazing. And we have um, Derek Cheaters on our board. Who's the, he's, he's been a, a big part of, of yeah. our success. Greg Fleming, who was our CEO, he's, he's been a big part of our success. I met Greg, success. big Giants fan. Yeah, remember when you came in? Yeah, I got me and Greg. We got, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to do dinner. I got, I got, I'm still learning, man. I'm, I'm setting still, it up. You know, we, remember, I remember he, you guys were in there, and, and he came in and, and – the first story he told was a giant story because he's a big Giants fan. <laughs> yep. And he's like, and when 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 Tyree made that catch, he didn't know I'm, I was in the room. I'm like, Greg, he's right there. He's like, that's you. <laughs> no way, that's you. He came up, gave you a big hug. <laughs> right. I gotta, I gotta get Greg on. Because yeah. those are the coolest moments yeah. for me. I'm, I'm a Jersey boy, man. Yeah. I'm just dude from yeah. Montclair, New Jersey. So when I'm yeah. sitting there listening to this dude, I'm like. This dude is. <laughs> he's talking about me. He's talking about me. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, man. So, but that, yeah. that's that's some of the neatest stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? All right. So you, we know the simplistic level, right? So let's move toward a little bit of detail, right? Yeah. I got another buddy who's in the capital markets. You know, now you're talking about economics, right? This is the hardest. Yeah. Economics whooped my behind the college. I, I love math. I thought I was going to go to college and get an accounting degree. Yeah. It was all backwards. Yeah. You know, I'm like. <laughs> Then economics, I'm like, yeah, I love, I love this. I'm like, I feel like it's more demand than supply than supply and demand. Yeah. So as you start moving into some of the more detailed spaces, I've I've seen you as a contri- you know contributor on you know um, uh, credible contributor on different finance shows and things of that nature. Um, you you obviously keep an optimism and even keel, but there's turbulence everywhere within the markets. We have wars going on, all these different details. I know there's data that you guys are really looking at. There's real time data. Yeah. When it gets into the details, is there like a general formula that you start to buy by when you start getting into, <clears throat> you know, these different markets, taking in 
not the news, but the, yeah. the, the real-time realities. What is a, a general basis that you're guiding some of these decision-makings as you're managing these yeah. massive portfolios? I mean, look, we, we try to always stick to the plan. I mean, I, I, it's worked for 25 years. I know it's going to continue to work. But sure. with the turmoil that's going on, with the inflation, with the geopolitical issues we're having, with you know earnings, with you know all of that kind of affects your, your mind a little bit. And, yeah. and now... Do you just discount it all? No. Obviously, it plays into it. But I would say the most important thing is the right allocation, the right asset allocation okay. based on a client's risk tolerance, and then just sticking to the plan. Don't you know emotionality in our business is the worst thing. The, in the worst world. thing, man. And it's it, I mean it's the same in sports. If, it if, is. If you're if you're at the foul line and your 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 heart's going like this and you're, <laughs> you're gonna miss that foul shot. If you if you're if you're running a route and and you're 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 not gonna make that catch. Oh, know? listen, man. Yeah, so, if you worried about what the DB yeah, said, you still yeah, filmed exactly. about the last yeah, play. Yeah, and, and he's, shot, and he's in your ear, and you listen to him. You're dead. Oh, my cats. Odell Beckham was my first year. His his first year in the league was my first year back with the Giants as a player, as the director of player development. I was like, Whew, got a lot of work. Got a lot of work. See if I can <laughs> could hold that line yeah, down, no, man. No. <laughs> yeah. So the, the it's it's yeah. very often you know this is why I love this kind of at the end of the day. The high-level performers are the ones who are, it's not just well-balanced, who have a keen sense of awareness of themselves, yeah. right? Because yeah, strength... self-awareness is crucial. You're right. Super-duper crucial. Right. I always tell my kids, they, they, they drive me crazy. I drive them crazy with this one, too. Uh, is it, When they get excited, I say, ABC, always be calm. Oh. So I tell them ABC, you know, just just take it take it yeah. in. And, you know, and it, it's, it's easier said than done, but emotionality just... just drains the brain. It makes, yeah. it, makes it uh, your focus goes away. No, 100%, man. So I think that, you know, keeping the emotion and, and the plan and, you know, we have so many experts around us. Use it. Mm, Use exactly. the experts that are around us. Use you know, the experts A lot of smart around. people on Wall Street. A lot of smart people in our industry. You know, learn from them and use it. You know, every day you learn. Uh, you know, I don't care good. how smart you are. No, uh, it's true. You know, every day you're learning something. No, uh, it's, it's definitely the growth, the growth mindset. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of just going through and making sure people get it because, for whatever reason, most people can't connect to the fact that the, the treasure is in the people, right? Yeah. And actually, if, yeah. if you have this hunger and desire to be the best, you have right. to surround yourself, no question, with them as well. All right, so when you, when you look at the growth of you know the Vias division and what you guys have been able to do, even with the athletic ent entertainment space. I've always wondered, right, like athletes represent something, right? But they they're not this wealth, right? Like you yeah. you you've had clients that, that are probably 10x in the average athlete. Yeah. What is the value? I think we know the value in relation to okay, people look at an athlete of athletes there, they're kind of like they're kind of like uh, you know, lead horsemen on in a chessboard, right? right. But what is the thought process when you think about it in relation to the importance of these types of divisions within financial industries or infrastructures? And um, how, you know, like as you've worked with different clients, actually give me one success story in, you know, you don't have to use names, but, you know, um, maybe over time how you've been able to work with that client, gain trust, and, you know, just kind of be, begin to show some fruit that's that's kind of turned over. One comes to mind that... His, uh, his agent was charging him too high of a fee. His mom was, you know, he bought his mom a house and she she uh, refinanced it and then foreclosed on it. So he had to pay double for the house, basically. Real and, stuff right and, here. And, and 
when you're when you're in that position, and it, and again, you know this better than anybody. Sure. I, I just feel like everyone's just like grabbing at you everywhere you go. Yeah. They're like they're like doing this. People and, don't and, know boundaries, and, man. And, and you just it's almost like you just kind of snap at at some point. But I was able to work with this guy, and and we became really good friends. You know, I know his family, I know his kids, and you know, twenty twenty plus years later, he saved most of his money and. Wow, and and we got him on the right path, and and he had a hell of a career, and and I think that's probably one of my best success stories. But there's a lot of them out there, you know. If if if, and again, it comes down to character. It comes down yeah. to the people. It comes down to the people you're working with, and are they willing to listen to you and trust you, and you willing to trust them? Yeah. And it's you know, trust doesn't happen overnight. You know, you, 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 go. Meet, you meet someone right now. You, it's a good six to twelve months just to get to know them, mm. and, and I think. Uh, Boom, boom, boom. You know, people people forget that. People expect a quick buck. People expect a quick relationship. You know, we're in a society today that everything's like at your fingertips. Like there it boom, is. Boom, boom, boom. And then one of the guys I coach youth basketball with, he just says, he, he when he, when things get riled up, he just t- goes like this. He says, yeah. let's, let's slow it down. Let's slow it down. <laughs> Take your time, you know. And, and I think, you know, more often than not, you have to, uh, in life, that's something that, that, that not only financial life, but personal life, you know, and, and, my wife's been a great supporter of mine, and and in in that, you know, that's a po- important component to success. Man, I'm I'm so glad you made that connection because I I know where my refuge is. It's like you know, it's it's my wife. We've always had a, it's be 20 years in June, so it's it's, it's, it's like. But I tell me, I said, man, I actually like my wife. Yeah. I know I know, I, I know it's across the spectrum. Um, <laughs> I do too, folks out here. It's the I know it's the hardest thing to do, yeah. but I've always been about making a commitment yeah. and when you make a commitment, you make the necessary sacrifices. Yeah. So, you know, like when you talk, when you entered into that dialogue about, you know, just kind of unwinding from the realities, because you know, work, anything that you get over inundated in, it can yeah. become overwhelming. Yeah. What does unwinding look like for you? Because it is an intense climate and in every day, but let alone within this current yeah. climate, what does unwinding look like for you, your wife and kind of like just, I'm in my Zen mode. It's important to take that moment. Yeah. Because you get so caught up in the world, you could be on that, that phone all the time. So that bad news flowing in. Bad thing. Oh, one, one thing we've done is, is you know, family dinners, no phones. Nice. When we have people over. I tell the kids no phones. They get mad at me sometimes, but within five minutes, they're all playing together, doing stuff. Excellent. I would say, I would say it's just spending time with my family. We go to Greece every year. We take a family trip. Uh, Man, that's my so friends good. hang around. Smoke a cigar by the fire, just you know, yeah. BSing. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think just just getting away from from the uh, everybody's got those stresses. Everyone's got those yeah. those, and you know, just getting away. It's it's it comes down to there's a Greek word called parea, which means the people you're you surround yourself with and the people you're friends with. And I think it just parea you know, parea. You, you you bring the uh. good parea around you and and just have a good time. And that's that's something that bring uh, the good parea. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. yeah. <laughs> You know, I, like I, you know I, I be in my, my Bible studies. I be doing my Greek, so yeah. I know that sozo is my salvation. I got a couple Greek words yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got tilios. That's yeah. that's perfection, right? Yeah. That's yeah. completion. That's right. Yeah, I got a few. Tilios. I got a little something, something. Vios, our name, comes from the ancient Greek word for life. Always for life. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And that's what it's about, man. This whole yeah. pursuit, this whole life. And I tell people, you know, we see things in sectors and industries, but, you know, catching a moment is about your life. It's about... Aligning your life upon an intersection. I tell people, like, yeah, intersection of the time right now. Yeah, yeah. man, you you got to align your life with a, with a certain. I said when, when you when we don't 
walk with a certain measure of integrity, yeah. you, you're going to miss out on destiny. You know, you're going to miss that's a out. Great, that's a great way to say it. And, um, 100%. And, and that's, you know. And, and you got to capture those moments when destiny comes your way. Man. Capture it. That's why I like to create the dialogue because everybody's looking for that place of meaning, right? Yeah, people get caught up in, in this world we live in today. Sure. I mean, we're here for a short time. Man. And it's, and, and this is a, let's, God willing, you live to 80, 70, whatever the hell yep, you want, yep. 90. There's people that have been around three, 4,000 years ago. They don't care what's going on right now. Uh, oh. So it's, it's, it's keeping it real and, and crossing with destiny and yeah. people and just, just, you know, this is the time. You yeah. may as well enjoy it. I, I even want to dive into Greece because I'm 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 a dude. I'm, I've been in Jersey my whole life. I'm like man, I got seven kids. I'm like you know I repeat this all the time. And I'm like, you know, and my wife's only favorite thing to do is travel. Travel. Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to be you know impressing you for a long time. Another ten years. Nine right? t- nine plane tickets. <laughs> right. Right. So you know we, all, we we're getting close. What what was one of the most like as far as an experience that you've had? You know, like whether and it's not just about travel, but where, you know, you know, like your vision was expanded in relation to just life. Right. Like, yeah. you know, you, you live long enough, you start realizing what's really important. But what was an experience or a moment within your life or a defining moment that was something that really kind of set, you know, reset your values yeah. in a way where it's like, nah, this is this is the way we're going. Yeah. This is what's going to make the, the Baptist family. I would say two things. One or one was when I moved to Greece to play basketball. You know, you're in a different country, a different mm-hmm. world, a different language. As well as I spoke it, I didn't speak it like a native until I left. Wow. Um, you know, you just, and I had one friend that, that kind of took me under his wing and just took me everywhere. You know, and he, nice. was, a, he was a teammate of mine. Uh, Mikhail, I'll never forget him. And, and to this day, he was the reason, like, and I, I was going to school over there. He would help me with the classes. He would help nice. me with, the, the, you know, basketball. I would see... Are you teachable, man? You was receiving some help, bro. Yeah, I see. I see how you been successful. You always gotta listen, and that that probably is time. And then, and then, you know, when I had my kids, I think, I think, my my two daughters that, uh, and obviously my wife, that created that family family union. But your whole world changes when you have kids, man. I I, I tell people all the time. I said, you know, it's just it's. I had these little random conversations. I said, there's nothing dynamic about me. I just I had a family early. Yeah, I was 21 years old with a child. Yeah. And it, it changed my world, changed you know. Right I was away. I was not ready for. It. I was a complete idiot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was a complete idiot. No business having a child at the time, right. but yeah. it was transformative. Yeah. So um, I couldn't agree more, man. Thanks so much for sharing. This. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about you know just um, obviously you know we talked a good amount about um, Vios, RCM, um, and but just what you're most you know what you're most excited about, and just you know maybe give. A, a, a departing nugget in relation to this finance, but just like, hey man, what's you know, if you're gonna do something, boom, 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 give some game. Uh, let's see, uh, <laughs> you put you on a high seat. This is a good game, one, no. this has got to be a good answer right here. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm really excited about our firm, I'm really excited about our yeah. business. I'm yeah, excited talk about, about the, the sports entertainment side, all but also, you know, I'm a, we have two business components, you know, just people. I think I've learned a lot from people. One of our niches is people who have built a business to a certain point and then sold it and made money on it. And, and okay. it's that entrepreneurial spirit that these clients have. And, you know, you, you can correlate conversations and relationships with them because, you know, I, I would, I would leave with, uh, you know, 
it's amazing the entrepreneurship that a human being has when he or she puts their mind to it. Oh, God. And I think, you know, being an entrepreneur, seeing clients buy and sell companies two, three, four times. I mean, entrepreneurs who just started from nothing, started from a garage. Sheesh. You know, a couple of my friends did it for a coffee business. But, you know, I just think that, that you know, that, that entrepreneurship is what keeps me going. And it, it yeah. also helps me learn from them and use those pieces in my business. And, and, and I, I would just, you know... Again, it goes back to the to the positive vibe, positive yeah. attitude of life, and and we try to create that environment at work every day through our clients, through our our our, our colleagues at work, and and you know it spills over into the families. Bro, that's so, super dope, man. Yeah. Listen, well, I still got I, I still got a lot more to learn. We got to set that set that meeting up with uh, Greg Fleming. I'll definitely do it. Lean into some of the resources that yeah. uh, Rockefeller Management Vios, but. Yeah. Bro, I just can't can't thank you enough for um, you know, because I knew that was the reason why we came. I said this dude's just a stand up dude. I said <laughs> anytime you. you can have you know three free meals, <laughs> you I'm, know I ain't got nothing I'm to humble. offer this dude. I'm humble. It's <laughs> humility, man. No, nah, no, nah, man. Stand up yeah. dude. Appreciate everything appreciate about your journey, your platform, your expertise. Um, people are gonna be continuously blessed by your knowledge base and resource, man. So. Um, no, we'll, we'll, check, we'll check it soon. I want to thank you for what you're doing and, and, and your positive vibe and your energy. Just keep it yeah. going. Thank you for having me. No, it's been man. great. We'll check it soon, bro. Cheers. Cheers.